Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. My guest today is Greg Adela, and I'm getting him on the line right now. And he's going to talk about the recent uh, uh, shootings in the city of Albany. And he'll be on the he'll be on the phone in a minute. Hi, Cynthia. Hi, Hello. Greg. Hi. Oh, okay. Hello. So we're going to talk about the recent gun violence in the city of Albany. You know, there's been so much of it. What's your take on it? Well, well, thanks for having me on again. You know, it's always a pleasure to, to talk with you, Cynthia. And, and, you know, my take is uh, exactly what it's been for the past three years since you've been interviewing me. And I've been raising a voice in the West Hill where this is happening. No one's doing anything about it. Um, and it's, it's becoming very tiresome, not only, you know, for myself, but the, the family's affected by this. I mean, no one comes up and covers this story. Everyone's dusting it, you know, and putting it right under the rug. Uh, there is no accountability to these elected officials. There's uh, even the news. Uh, you know, I got interviewed by Channel 13, and they had me on for seven seconds. And, of course, I documented it with my own um, my ways of broadcasting it. And that's it. There's been no walking the streets. No one comes up. And what's really saddens me is when, you know, I'm talking with families in the West Hill. And mind you, as you know, this is happening on the block where our business is. And mm-hmm. when, when, you know, elected officials don't denounce this violence and everyone's becoming desensitized to it, I really feel for the families that are affected by it. They have to live with this for the rest of their lives. And people are just flipping the page in the paper or scrolling to the next article. And this is really sad and it's dangerous moving forward. Because, you know, this administration uh, is, is a complete, uh, it's completely out of touch. Um, and, and if I'm wrong on that, then I hope they prove me wrong uh, and, and start showing up and denouncing the violence. Um, you know, they can't control everything, which, which I understand. There's a lot of family structure that needs to uh, occur in this city uh, and in other cities um, across the country. You know, no family is perfect, but we have to have, uh, we have to strengthen our communities uh, by civil, open, honest discourse, and these politicians are not doing anyone any uh, good by not denouncing this. It's very unfair and dangerous. Well, I had a conversation with some people this morning, mm-hmm. and we were talking about businesses in the mm-hmm. city of Albany. And mm-hmm. if you own a business, you speak up. As um, something happens to you, you're either going to be slapped with code violations or some kind of violation. Therefore, because of this, all the other businesses in the city of Albany are afraid to talk. This city is run by fear. How are you going to change that? Oh, well, I don't live in fear. And I fear the Lord. My family's been doing business for 78 years, and I stepped forward to run for mayor as an independent. And I ran this by my father, who, who was the owner of the business. And he said, we have nothing to lose. Go for it, because no one cares like we care about this community. And, I'm, and we're unanimous in that. 
So what I say to those people is I understand and empathize with that, but in, in order for real change to happen, you're going to have to come out from behind the tree and get involved. You can't let this administration that is very junior varsity make you live in fear. You can't do it. You have to speak up if you want a better community and a brighter future for all. Because guess what? If you own a business in Albany and you don't stand up for your business or community, people are not going to come to your business. They'll go elsewhere. Believe me, that will happen. And if you have enough pride and, and you believe in yourself, there's power in our numbers as opposed to these elected officials. I would, I'd be a prime example when I'm elected. Say, look, I took a shot. So I'm listening to you. Businesses, don't be afraid. I need help. As much as they're going to hold me accountable, I'm going to hold them accountable because I don't know everything. They're going to have to let me know and report back to me. You know, if you've got, I mean, the city's not that big. So for these people to live in fear, it, is, um, it makes me sad because no one should have to live or work in fear. This is a community. So we're all supposed to be in this together. And, um, and, and like I said, I'm unanimous in that. You, 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 can't, you just can't live in fear. You can't do it. And, and if, they keep, if you keep doing this and, and, and this current mayor is reelected, it, it's going it's it's to be a real mess, even more so. I firmly believe that. Well, um, my friend Russell and I, we do Zoom calls with some activists in Albany that were, you know, activists years ago. Mm-hmm. And the person, the person mentioned something that happened during the Corning administration. And in the process of him talking about it, he decided... He wasn't going to talk anymore because he was afraid to speak up. Now, this fear goes all the way back decades. You can't change that overnight. No, you can't, right? So, and, and we've discussed that over the years. You can't. It's not a left-click fix because there's no trust. See, trust has left the community here because no one has conviction. This administration, it, it, it doesn't has no conviction on what, what they want or what they don't want, okay? So this is – and then when there's no trust, that's when people feel powerless, okay? So then they're like, well, I'm not going to vote. You know, my voice doesn't matter. And the election numbers from last election prove that. Less than 18,000 people voted. Mm-hmm. So when you, you have to, to break that generational, um, you know uh, – just, uh, I guess to put that torch out of, of that generational uh, people of being suppressed, you have to start to have a positive mind shift. And, and this is where I'm saying it. You know, if people start speaking out more, then you'll have more trust because people are going to learn more about you. And, okay, that lines up with how I feel. Okay, and then that sense of community can come back. Now, look, just as much as a gener- uh, uh, a uh, community, you know, um, could take um, 20 years to come back or 20 years to go down the toilet. It's the same thing with this and trust. It's going to take time, but you have to get the right people in. And I think the right people in are the people that really have a pulse and that have deep roots to the capital district 
that affects the whole district because everything that comes out of Albany affects the entire region. And the region is embarrassed. This is what I'm learning on the street and about the reason, uh, excuse me, about, uh, uh, in and about the region. They're embarrassed of what is going on in Albany. It's not happening in other communities. And other communities aren't perfect, but it, you know, Colony's got half the budget. They've got half the problems too. And they, but look what they get done. And it's just, uh, it's very vexing. Uh, to see so many people living in fear because they fear, uh, you know, um, that something's going to happen. Well, you got it. You can't let that hold you back. You can't because I'm a prime. I'm telling you, I'm a prime example of that. And you just have to go for it because, th- to me, it's about humanity. I'm not worried about what people think or say about me. I watched. A man die in May. We had another shooting this last week. It's, it's, it's been multiple deaths and shootings on Quailin First and Second for years. And how okay. much longer can you take it? Okay, let me ask you this question. You sure. know, there, there, there is a rash of violence in Albany, and mm-hmm. there's been a rash in violence across the country. Mm-hmm. Okay, given the fact that there's many, a lot of shootings in Albany, and mm-hmm. really nothing is done about it, do you think mm-hmm. that goes back to fear? Do you think people are afraid to speak up and say what's really going on? Yeah, because there, there is part of that, right? So there, there's fear, and then also you become desensitized to it because the politicians are certainly not coming down and having a press conference and saying, enough's enough. They're not doing it. So possibly mm-hmm. they live in their own type of a fear. Um, but I think that um, – with actually, repeat that question because I got ahead of my thoughts. I want to make sure I'm clear on this. <laughs> okay. So, you know – the theme of this show is the gun violence in Albany. Do you think that people are afraid to speak oh, up yeah. about this gun violence for fear of repercussions? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that happens where, you know, okay, sorry. Yes, because there, there is that, that's an honest, genuine, real fear, especially in places like West Hill and Arbor Hill, Okay. So, you know, they're afraid to speak up against their uh, community because of retribution. You know, oh, you know, someone fingered this person and, and you know, and called them out. And then, you know, and now they're going to, you know, seek, uh, you know, to get back at them. Okay. So what, what really needs to, you know, work is it, one of the things that I, I, on my platform is establish an anonymous crime tip hotline focused on the city with cash rewards to try to incentivize people to say, look, you, it, it's anonymous. We'll take care of you, but you've, you've got to help us with this, okay? But there is that innate fear because it goes back generations, like you said, and it goes back corning, and it can go back even further than that. Now, last weekend, I was at uh, downtown uh, for uh, a hearing with the police reform board from uh, – Local Law J, right? So that's a police reform board. <laughs> now listen, Cynthia, there was less than 20 people there. 
Now, I know it was a beautiful day in August, but everyone's complaining about the violence and what needs to be done, and less than 20 people show up. So when they said, you know, we're trying to get the word out because people are afraid to speak up, I offered. I said, if you want outposts, you can come and visit our place. We could set up times where we can have the community come out, get them educated on what really is happening and how they can become more involved. And they really like that suggestion. That's what we need more of. More businesses, more people saying, listen, this is a community here. You have to start trusting at some point and then and really reach the community that you want. You can't just sit behind a keyboard and, and, and think that everyone's going to be on board or you're going to reach everybody. You've got to have your boots on the ground. So, yes, there is definitely real, real fear, 100%. At some point in life, though, you have to be motivated and supported to break that fear and to move past it and try to do good things. Because uh, anyone who's listening right now, trust me, you're, you're listening to someone at 47 that has gone through fearful times in his life. But if I didn't have that support around me and that own prayer within myself and seeking that higher level within myself, I wouldn't be here. But it's possible. You have to break through that and get to it. And it can be done. And there are okay. other people in the city that are willing to help do that, too. And I would help facilitate or connect people to those other, um, other outlets. Okay. Let me ask you this question. And, of course, you can't – none of us can get into anybody's head and figure out why they think the way they do. Right. But Kathy Sheen is not from around Albany. And I remember coming to – Capital District. I lived in Saratoga County for a number of years, mm-hmm. and there was a there was some there was I'm sorry. Uh, people okay. would say that if you were not born and raised in Albany, mm-hmm. you had no chance to become elected to anything. Okay, mm-hmm. and that changed. That changed. Mm-hmm. Pat Fahey's not from Albany. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Kathy Sheehan's not from Albany. The chief but of police. Right. But let me let me ask you a question about Kathy Sheehan. Uh, mm-hmm. You both, you and I both know she comes from, I believe, Chicago, right? Yes. Okay. So she went to law school here, and then she settled, you know, and, you know, raised her family, got married, raised her family, and so forth. But I guess at the same time, she must have had a desire to become an elected official for a while. So Mm -hmm. she became, you know, treasurer, and then she became the mayor. Now, Mm -hmm. here's somebody from out of the area, okay? But mm-hmm. is she, do you think that she made an assessment about the way people think and going back to Corning and how people were afraid to speak up? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's in her nature to to say, God, I could do that. 
I can impose my will and everybody will be afraid to speak up. Do you think that it's in her nature to have that kind of a personality? You know, I don't think anyone's born with that, but I think you can grow into that. And I think there's part of her, yes, that is, because she's in the system um, and she realized, okay, if I get in here, I can start implementing uh, how I feel. And because based on the history and the deep-rooted fear here uh, that they're going to try to play on that. And I mean, in 2014, if you go back to an interview she had with WAMC, uh, they interviewed mm-hmm. the Rochester uh, mayor, who was a woman, Saratoga mayor, who was a woman, and, Kat, and, and, and right. Kathy Sheen. And right. the other two mayors, the other two mayors, to paraphrase, and you can look it up, they would say, look, we're in it. Why'd you get into politics? That was the question. Why'd you get into politics? The other two, Rochester and Syracuse, were like, we wanted to work as a community for the people. Kathy Sheehan, mm-hmm. quote, is saying, I got into politics not to play by the rules, but to, um, to make my own rules. And th- there you go. I mean, so that answers your question right there. So you go back seven years and look at that. So there, I think it becomes also, she's very wealthy, okay? I don't, ha- I don't have nearly as much money as she has. None. And people, and, and it's very transparent when you're in a campaign. Go look it up. See how much I have. I have a very lean budget. I don't have her money, but I know how to make do with a lean budget. And I think not everybody in this world, but I think certain people that are entrenched in certain uh, positions in life, when you have uh, money as she does, you become an elitist. You become uh, disconnected. I've been in her presence. I've been one-on-one meetings with her. I've seen her at events. She's not very approachable. It's very cold. So it's sort of like I can get away with this and I'll do what I want. Look what she's doing. Look how she demoralized the police department. Look how the streets are filthy. Look how there's murders on the street and she doesn't stand up for the people. Yet she says she's for the people. You've got to be kidding me. Who's, that's, that's insane. That's insanity right there. So I don't think it's the same way I feel about I don't think people are born with bad hearts. I just think that sometimes they grow into them because of their circumstances or their circle of friends and people. And I'm not saying that she's an evil person. I don't because I believe in forgiveness and I believe in a contrite heart. But when it comes to the business and the business of the city of Albany, this woman and her administration is unfit because uh, they've led the city uh, to the worst it's been in almost the history of Albany. And that's all on her watch. As we speak here today, it's the first day of the Hochul administration. Uh, mm-hmm. Andrew Cuomo stepped down yesterday. And mm-hmm. Andrew Cuomo ruled by fear and intimidation. Yep. The same type of fear and intimidation we're talking about on the local level here. Shouldn't mm-hmm. that be a lesson to all elected officials who rule like that, that someday you'll be knocked down? Absolutely. That's arrogance and pride. And the only benefit of the doubt I give Cuomo is he was born into it. So he doesn't know anything different. But he's around a circle. Look, his, even his spokesperson has, you know, come at me, you know, when, when I was, you know, during this campaign. You know, everything is bullying and arrogance and tee-hee-ha-ha. Well, how does it feel? Because it's come full circle. And you know what? The people are getting tired of it. So to go back to something that you said earlier, it's not a left-click fix. 
But maybe this is the pioneer platform that we're all part of, and we're going to start to see in 20 years that people are going to say, enough's enough. Maybe all these women stepping up saying, you know what, and it empowers other people. And that catches on like wildfire. Maybe people are saying, enough. You know, we're tired of this garbage. You know, there's 50 governors in this, in this country, and there's 335 million people. The power is on our side. You just got to be smart with it. And that's why there should be term limits, all this stuff we should be voting on, all of it. And I think, um, I think that this it really is a, it's, it's a unique time in history where there's a lot of noise, Cynthia, as you know. That's why the Dems wanted to endorse me, the Republicans and conservatives wanted to get behind me, and I respectfully declined it. I'm staying independent as I've been since I was 18. I want to be beholden to the people. And I think when people just start to relax and get rid of that noise, you can start thinking more clearly and more good will come out of this moving forward. Because, look, we have to be frank, New York is a laughingstock and an embarrassment at this moment in time. It's embarrassing. And it, and it should not be this way at all. It shouldn't be. But you know what happens? Everyone, Cynthia, as you know, will forget in a week. They'll go through the paper. Um, you know, they'll be right back to business as usual. Um, so that, that's another thing you're up against. And you're also up against apathy. We've spoken about this before. Every day when I'm out talking with people, either on the phone or in person, there's so much apathy in this city. A ton. And that's a big barrier to break down. Because, you know, I, as, as someone who's a motivational speaker, I try to empower people to say, look, your voice does matter. And I'm not forcing them to vote for me. I'm just trying to have, you know, great discourse. Um, you know, but get out and vote. Do your research. Um, but get motivated. Don't feel like your voice isn't going to be heard or, oh, my, my vote doesn't count anyway, so I'm just not going to go out. No, this is the time in history to go and do it and to be part of your community and be proud and speak up. It's okay to speak up. You have every right as a free citizen in America to do this. And it's your, it's, 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 it's your duty as a citizen to do this. So, okay. I have, I have, I have another question. Sure. And this, this could be a powder keg. You know, the new governor is, a woman. We've never had a woman governor before in the state of New York. And people are saying, oh, you know, it's good we have a woman governor. At the same time, Kathy Sheehan was the first woman mayor mm-hmm. in the city of Albany. Mm-hmm. And people think that when there's a woman, you know, at the top spot, they govern different, they feel different. Mm-hmm. They'll do different things that maybe a male might not do. Mm-hmm. I, I After seeing all this stuff, I don't believe in gender politics anymore. I think a, a woman can be as ruthless as a man can, mm-hmm. and all you mm-hmm. got to do is look at Kathy Sheen. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree with that 100%. You know, as someone who's one of eight kids, I have four older sisters, okay? And my four older sisters are very bright. They're independent. They're great parents. They've worked hard. Uh, They helped raise. We all raised each other when our mother died 40 years ago, okay? So all those things that inspired me and I grew up around, okay? Now, the thing is, is I don't 
and, and, and I grew up in the way of, it doesn't matter, seriously, what color or what gender you are. If you're working hard and you deserve the job, you deserve the job. Now, I don't, I think it's great, you know, that you have women leaders. I, 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 my whole life, I've never thought otherwise, no matter what job it is. However, it doesn't mean that certain women, just because they're women, are fit for the job. So I don't, I don't think Kathy Sheen is fit for this job anymore. I mean, more people on the street are saying exactly the same thing to me, that they're just tired of this administration. And don't get me wrong, there are people, of course, that, um, and I, I, I enjoy talking with them too, you know, that are supporters of hers. Of course they're going to be. You know, I don't get in arguments with them. I sit and talk to them. But they're, the, I'm just saying in my experience, the majority of the people are set up with this administration. Done. And she didn't do anything in two terms. What's she going to get done in the third term? I think they're all just hanging on for this stimulus package, Cynthia, and they're all going to try to leave a legacy off it. And all I think it's going to do is make the city even worse, and it's going to bleed into the suburbs. And you don't have a strong Albany. You have weaker suburbs. So, yes, I believe that women should be in any job that they seem fit for and they're qualified for, yes, absolutely get it. I just... I just don't think that just because it's a woman that, yay, it's a woman. No, I wouldn't even say that if it was a guy. It has to be right for the job. She's not right for the job anymore. 100%. She's shown it. She has shown it very crystal clear as someone who seems very much as an elitist uh, that just does not want to care about Albany anymore. And, and that's okay. If she doesn't want to, then fine. Go back to Chicago. She has a house on Martha's Vineyard. Go there. Um, spend your time there. But uh, we, we'll figure it out. You know, we will get together as a community here, as a city, um, and, and, and get through it together more civilly and more open. So we just have very little time yet uh, left here, Greg. So yes. give... give um, your contact information, people want to contribute to your campaign and become a volunteer. Sure. So they can go to my website at gregformayor2021.com. And then you can sign up there. Uh, if you'd like to volunteer or donate, uh, drop me a line. I'd love to meet more people. Um, and you can see my platform, the history of my family in Albany, um, my career that I put on hold for 20 years, uh, for this campaign, um, and I'm very proud of that. It's it's been a hell of a learning experience, and, and um, you know the next two months are going to be interesting, and we'll see what transpires, and hope we come out on top. Thanks, Greg. Our time is up, and I'm sure that before November we will talk a few more times. So Absolutely, you've Cynthia. You've been listening to Greg Adela. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. And if you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Cynthia. You too.